Welcome to Lightness, a space where we dive deep into the realms of spiritual exploration, mental well-being, and the profound art of channeling and energy work. I am your host, Kayla Dillon, and I'm thrilled to take you on a transformative journey that intertwines personal stories, insightful discussions, and enlightening meditations. Join us as we explore the depths of the human experience, share channeled messages of wisdom, and embark on a path of self-discovery and inspiration. Get ready to ignite your inner light and embark on a voyage of healing and growth. I'm so happy that you're here. Hi guys, welcome back to Lightness with myself, Kayla. I'm here with Chelsea Perry from last season and we're talking about the darker side of spirituality. Hello, Miss Chelsea. Hello. It's good to be back. Yes, I'm happy to have you back. I feel like after doing my Reiki certification, I like I feel like this is a message that needs to go out to a lot of people because it's something when I first got into spirituality that I was really kind of naive to. This whole idea of like when you open yourself up, you don't necessarily open yourself just to the good things, right? That we're inviting in like angels, guides, connection in that way. But we're also inviting in like other things. And if we don't have the protections or tools, we don't really know how to use that, you know? Well, that's right. And that's the problem. You know, I ran it. It's hard to say because I ran into that issue for years of naivety when I was Mm -hmm. dealing with or trying to jump into the world of spirituality. Mm -hmm. And so it's really hard when you're first starting. I mean, it's like anything that you first start getting into. You see the good side, so you want to jump right into it. But then you don't realize all the other things that go with it. And then if you don't have a teacher or a way to know, like discernment, what's Mm -hmm. the good and what's not, you can easily get pulled into the wrong direction. So it's complicated when it comes to spirituality because everybody has their own understanding of what that looks like and what you're supposed to do right? and what you're not supposed to do, what you can and can't do. And everybody's rules are their own. I mean, who knows what rules are true, what, you know, what's really going to happen, right? what's not. I mean, you know, it's trial and error. Yeah. And that's terrifying when it comes to something so big. Well, and I think people are relying on other people to kind of like show them the way, because obviously when you're new at something, you look for a teacher or a mentor or whatever. And I think we're seeing now just like this continuation of abuse or power and control dynamics taking place within the spiritual community that are really huge. I mean, we see it with all these new documentaries coming out, right, on cults or like the yoga movement had a bunch of like power and control situations, abuse within them. Yes, you were talking about that. That was so mind-blowing. It's <laughs> like, what? how do you mess up yoga? Yes. How do you turn it into something so... I don't even know. How do you even explain that? It's just right. mind-boggling. Like, how do you pull people into something in such a way that just changes who they are and what right. you know what experiences they're having to a point where it becomes so detrimental yeah i don't understand how that even ha- i mean let me take that back i do i understand cuz i've been there but not with yoga right so you know it's like it's the the bad side of spirituality it's the ego driven part where people again it all comes back to wanting power right like people who come before us they discover all these things that they're capable of and they use the power for bad. Right. They get ego driven and power hungry and it creates 
things like cults mm-hmm. in all different aspects. I mean, even if it's just an individual who's teaching right. spirituality, it's their way and you need you need to go to them. Right. To learn. You need to come to me to get your experiences and get your validation. Otherwise, you'll never get further in your life. Like you'll never right. truly you you could run into some bad things. And if you don't come to me, you know, and it's it gets twisted. Right. All cults start somewhere. True. And I do think like there is favorable treatment for people who in those types of situations, the thing that comes to mind is like, did you hear about the Bikram yoga thing back in the day? Mm-mm. Like how that came out? Oh, no. girl, you need to watch that documentary. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So it's like the hot yoga, like the Bikram hot yoga. But apparently I don't remember the guy's name, some type of like guru or whatever. Oh, I think his name was Bikram or something. Yoga guru. (laughs) But he was basically like sexually abusing and assaulting the women in his teacher programs. Like in order to get this favorable treatment or to like pass his program, they felt pressure to go along with his antics. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is where you need video feed, like people with shocked faces. <laughs> I like, I don't know what to say to that. How do you even turn that into that? That's, I know. And the thing is, is when people turn it into a sexual thing, you know, you've got your male teachers, not all of them, obviously. Right. But you have your male teachers who, you know, the ego-driven, they get the power. They have power over, again, it's always back to power over females. Mm-hmm. Not always, but in a lot of instances like that. And the best way to do that is through sexuality because so much power is created through sex mm-hmm. and it is such an intimate thing. And people harness that power through the guise of spirituality. It gives right. them that power and it's such a twisted thing. I know it's so disgusting to me that that is like taking place. And I mean, it's in other places too. Like I know, I don't know if it, it wasn't like a religion maybe, but Nexium was a big cult where there was like sexual abuse of, and branding. He <laughs> brand, like they had like different groups. So this is like kind of what I'm seeing through like the different cult documentaries that I'm watching, right? We have like the, um, what is that? True, the soulmate one. What's the name of that yeah, one? Yeah, I is that the one that was doing the branding? It was one of those that came out. The Nexium was doing the branding. Okay. And then Twin Flames Universe is kind of similar, not branding, but like kind of similar in structure. Like there's tiers that yes, I'm seeing. Yes, I did see that. And the same thing with this Nexium is like there's groups, there's tiers mm-hmm. of people. And I think. your way up. <laughs> yes. But I think that's how they, you know, stay in control, right? Is they like, you have to aspire to be in this higher group right to be the example so to speak and then once you're the example you have so much pressure in this position to uphold that standard but then you also are taking mm, not commands but like you're being told how to perform and well absolutely i mean sociology was the same way with leah remini that was such a big thing where everybody's like that we know there's something wrong, there's something off about it, but it's so closed off and it's just, you know, it's exclusive. It's just for the people in it and they're suffering, but they don't understand because it's like a, it's a slow brainwash process Yes. of 
you know, it's like anything. It's like you you go to school, you graduate, you strive to go to college, right? That's what everybody pushes. And to be good enough, that's what you have to do. Right. And then you can't see the other options or that maybe this isn't your path. Even if it's screaming at you in your head, this is not the way. Right. Because your soul, your guidance is all saying, not the way, not the way, right? Red flag, red flag. But that's what everyone's telling you. Right. So everyone else must know better because they know what your path should look like. It's the same thing in any of that. It's like, it doesn't start out as a cult. It's right. Like everything has, I think, good intentions in some way. Most of them, not all of them, but mm-hmm. most of them have good intentions. Like they're inherently neutral at first. Right. Anything in life is, and then it builds the momentum. Right. But then somewhere, like the people get power. And then it's ego driven and then it's money driven and then it's power driven mm-hmm. and it loses its purpose and turns into this nasty monster of a thing right. that people can't get out of. And they don't realize even that something is quite going wrong at first because it is a slow trickle of red flags right? going, hey, this might not be right, but it bypasses your, your mental, you know, triggers that go, okay, I should question this. And then they beat you down with it. Like if you're questioning, you're not worth, you're not using faith. Right. They use that against you. You're not being faithful. You're not believing. Right. And that, that immediately shuts off your red flags because you're like, I have to tamper that down. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I can't be all in. And that's what gets people. Right. It's just, it's really, people don't see it until it's too late. I know from experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, you don't notice Right. How it's going wrong. Yeah. But that's anybody on a spiritual journey. Like some people end up, you know, finding the right people, the right teachers. But I think part of finding the wrong ones also teach you such discernment that you wouldn't gain otherwise. Right. It's kind of like and that the- helps the next set of people. It's like people behind you who might be going down that. You're like, okay, maybe you should look more into that. It might not be the best option. Right. And it kind of steers people in a new direction. Yeah, definitely. I think there's something to like the social shaming aspect in those groups, right? Like, I don't know, you watched the Twin Flame Universe one, yes, right? I did. So like, you know how they had those videos. So those of you who are not aware of what Twin Flame Universe is, it's a documentary on Netflix, and they're still act- an active organization to this day. Yes, with so many followers. So yeah. So if you're not aware, that's this couple that started this organization where they are able to, quote unquote, determine who your Twin Flame is, right? And so they'll tell you, and then they like require you to go after them, like in their group. Like, I mean, to the point of people are getting warrants, like, or not, what do they call it? Um, not warrants. <laughs> um, well, someone got arrested. Yeah, well, people do because they're chasing people to the point of harassment. Right. And then the restraining orders. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> restraining orders against people and they're still following them. Yes. Like, they're still harassing them because that's what they're being told to do. Right. And there's like in, so they do all of their classes through Zoom. And in this documentary, they have the recordings that people have shared. And so you can watch them. And in that recording, there's this one girl, I think the one that we're talking about, right, where she like stalked this guy. And this guy was like, I don't like you. You're not my twin flame. You're crazy. All this stuff. I mean, most people don't even know what that is. (laughs) I think she went to jail because she like stalked him. And in that Zoom, she had gotten back from jail and they were still like, you need to pursue him still. Yeah, and see, I don't understand the rationale behind it. And everyone, and see, here's the thing. From the outside looking in, we can see how irrational that is. But think about it. 
Like, truly think about it, because in spirituality, there's no rules. Right. This is not your everyday living situations that you're dealing with. You're not dealing with a physical thing. You're dealing with a non-physical thing. Spirituality, you cannot see. Right. So again, someone's putting rules to it. And yes, all of us looking from the outside in go, who would do that? But it's not like a traditional thing in life where you can go, well, but this makes sense. Yeah. Because you, you have to, it's not... It's not a normal thing, and that's the problem. It's not an easy thing to put rules to. And that's the scary part is because it's like it can be an individual. Um, So speaking from experience, um, I had a friend introduce me to a friend who, well, who became a friend. And this guy is world-renowned. I mean, he's he's known everywhere. He's worked with the FBI. He's very talented. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to speak names because, um, again, now that I know what I know – Bad things come from speaking ill. And I'm not speaking ill, but from experience, that's where a lot of my awakening came from. Um, You know, I grew up seeing and hearing things. I experienced all that in life. I shut it down. Um, So I really looked up to this person. He's very talented. I've never seen a limit to his abilities. Let's just put it that way. He can see and experience. I mean, he knows when when you're going to die. Again, all of that is based on belief. Like, When you think about that, is that really a thing people can see? Right. It's a spirituality thing, right? Like that's not a physical thing you can measure. Right. So is it true? Can people really do that? But I've seen through experience and proof how true his stuff is. Mm -hmm. So I became a person who was like, can you teach me? He was like, no, I don't teach people. Mm -hmm. And that was a red flag. And I'm like, why... It may sound silly to other people, but it was one of the red flags where my brain was going, hey, something's wrong here. Yeah. And yet the spiritual part of me was like, I just want answers. I want to learn more about spirituality, about how people have access to these things. I'm a questioner. I question everything. Mm -hmm. Healthy skeptic. Why is this the way it is? I wanted to know why he had abilities, why he had all this power, why he had so many people working behind him. And I'm talking spirit, right? I'm not talking right. physical people. He worked on his own, but he was world-renowned. I mean, I've seen him perform miracles, but why? Mm-hmm. Why him? Why not someone else? Why not your average Joe? Right. And so I went down this path of like everyone followed him. Not that he was teaching anything. That's the problem. But he was giving answers to things like why are things the way they are in the world? This is what's really going on. He gave seminars and, you know, and he had... And I, and I don't want to go too much into it because then he's identifiable, but he's mm-hmm. had these things that physically when you participated in, like, um, let's just be vague about it, a crystal bed, mm-hmm. um, which people have heard of those. Right. They are, they can be there again. So let's put it this way. They can be neutral. Everything in life is neutral. It has no meaning until you give it meaning. Mm-hmm. So. You know, any tool is going to either work or it's not going to work for you. A lot of that's based on belief, true belief in the power of something. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know anything about this, but I was curious. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. My friends have done it. They've been fine. No repercussions. I got on it and I felt something touch me. Mm -hmm. He wasn't in the room. But he knew something had touched my hand and I felt it. It was like somebody put their hand over mine Mm -hmm. and I was, you know, I was just laying there. It's like an hour long thing. 
And he knew from the other side of the building that something had touched me. And he was explaining what was going on. Mm-hmm. But that was not really what was going on. And so I had no discernment, right? Like I wasn't, I was spiritual, but I, I didn't have the ability to see things, right? Like I didn't know. So I just thought, okay, cool. Yeah, he explained it away. It's fine. Right. It wasn't fine. Like it was not and, and see, the thing is, is it's set up so that it's like a gradual thing over time. It's not like an immediate, hey, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's set up so that you think you've been healed or you think it did good. You feel great. Mm-hmm. And it waits for months. It's like these entities and things that could be attached to things, those bad things of spirituality, right, that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. They come in later. It's like they slowly start siphoning because they've gotten access to you. And then by then, it's you've had so many other things happen in life that you would never put two and two together. Right. And I didn't find out till years later that it was still affecting me. I had given permission. Mm-hmm. And in the world of spirituality, you participating is permission. Right. To anything if you don't have discernment. And I want to preface that by saying fear is the worst thing you can do, right? Like having fear about something leaves you vulnerable. Right. Everybody has a natural fear, but having like fear of everything, right? Going into it. Oh my goodness, this is terrifying. Worst way to go into something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that from experience too, because it does lower vibration. It, it brings you down to a point where you are more vulnerable. It's like a really nasty, endless cycle. Right. So when you decide to do something, just do it and be, be okay with it. Because mm-hmm. you're either going to have the outcome you want or you're not. But if you go to it with fear, it's never likely going to be the highest outcome. Right. It can't be because your vibration's being like pounded down. You can't yeah. go into something in fear and expect to get a good result. For sure. But I did. I did this and no one else around me was having negative effects. And I couldn't understand like as I started getting breadcrumbs that was leading me back to all of this, you know, like I had mentioned before, I had heart surgeries. Like I mentioned before, like something was going really, really wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who could see, eventually I met a lady mm-hmm. through my hypnosis work who looked at me and told me, she was like, you have demonic entities. Like, do you realize you're like, you've been having issues and it's attached to that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're crazy. Like, you've Heck no. <laughs> I mean, I didn't believe her. I was like, you're crazy. Like this, you know, the healthy skeptic in me was like, he's been checked out. He's great. No one else has had issues. He does this all over the world. He's Mm, fine. Yeah. But the whole point of all of it was to teach me discernment. Like when it really came down to it, it took me years to fix the damage that was done. That's again, part of the awakening and spiritual journey that I experienced. Because if I didn't learn discernment, I couldn't do the work that I do today Mm -hmm. in the spiritual world. It's, it's. Like saying, I'm going to take a shower and then I'm clean forevermore. Right. (laughs) And it's really like that. I mean, spirituality is the same way. Yeah, you can cleanse yourself once, right? And I'm using that in quotations because that's such a broad thing. Anybody's cleansing can look however it needs to look for them to be effective. Again, Mm -hmm. people are putting rules to it. And that's really complicated because everyone's different in what they need. So you can cleanse yourself. You can clear your space, but you have to do it. More often, and I say have to, you need to do it more often if you're going to dive into the world of spirituality because it's duality. You have the good and the bad. Right. And I didn't realize that. I didn't have discernment. I didn't Mm -hmm. try to protect myself. I trusted someone else. I gave my power over to someone else. Right. In hopes that they would teach me because I put them on a pedestal. I made them better than me. Mm -hmm. And that was all it took. Right. To give away my power 
and give permission to things that I didn't understand. It's that power dynamic, you know, and then they like feed off of that. I think a lot of people, they want to be wanted. I mean, everybody wants to be wanted and needed and like valued. Right. But I think there's like a point in which it's taken way too far, you know, and like, how do you know where that line is, you know, but I wonder, do you think, and maybe you don't even know, but do you feel like that situation and the way that he does work like that, like almost keeps you coming back? Like, I'm going to fix this for you, but something else is going to go wrong because you're going to endlessly need me. Absolutely. That's the way it's set up. You always need that person. Mm -hmm. And I've heard of other people having similar experiences with mediums, with, um, you know, what what we would call a witch, right? Someone who does rituals. There's no one person who can do that to you. That's the thing. It can be, it could have been him. It could have been someone else. And the problem is he's still active today in the community and no one's figured it out. And, I see all these people keep having problems, but I know it's not my job. Mm -hmm. My spiritual journey has taught me what that looks like. There will always be people who take advantage of other people. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what community, what that looks like. There will always be those people who are power hungry, who feed off others literally, right? I mean, this is energetics. They're feeding energetically off other people. Right. And the power that that gives them. But see, the thing is, is... I've also learned that I'm not angry about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not upset about it. It took me a lot of work and almost killed me to have to heal from that because it it drained me to a point where I had nothing left to fight. Right. Because I quit going. I I cut myself off, but that didn't stop the damage Mm -hmm. and the continual downhill that happened to me from having to heal or or trying to remove the things that then I gave permission. Mm -hmm. And it's not just as easy as saying, well, I don't want that anymore. Right. They're stronger than that. They've been there for years now. It's too late to just say, you know, what people do, cancel, cancel, cancel. It doesn't doesn't work. (laughs) And that's the unfortunate part is then it's like, well, then what do you do? Who do you go to? It's hard to, because that burns people away Mm -hmm. from spirituality. Right. And that defeats the purpose. Right. Because you have to keep trying to find what spirituality means for you. Mm -hmm. But the dark side is really strong. Right. Because the light side has become really strong. I mean, look at how much interference we had just making this podcast. I mean, for everybody who's listening, right? Like, this has been a couple week process where we got snowed in and like all this other stuff, right? So obviously... Talking about this is uh, a touchy subject for that side, right? I've gotten so used to the interference. And I guess for those who don't understand what that means either, because again, spirituality, this is like, everybody's like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? What Mm -hmm. is this? Um, I had to learn again the hard way, because that's how my people like to teach me is through experience, is um, I'm a healthy, uh, I'm a naive person. Mm -hmm. So like, I just go be bopping along in life, and I don't (laughs) expect bad things. I don't expect negative things, and I don't even look into it. Honestly, if it doesn't come into my mind, you know, into my awareness, like, I wouldn't even think twice about it. Right. So I started having all of these issues where it was like clients were scheduling, and I didn't realize, like, attachments were a thing. Mm-hmm. like negative entities and attachments and all that. And I don't know how dark we want to get into this stuff. Right? But, <laughs> I mean, here we are. Hopefully this is not too much, but I didn't realize they could affect people's behavior and decisions. Mm-hmm. And so I started having people canceling left and right when they were coming in for past life regressions or getting to the higher self. It was like, they just 
struggled to get to mm-hmm. make it. And especially when I was working with friends, when we were trying to, to work and find answers for things, when they would go under and we would get answers, um, they would either get ill, something would literally just like, something crazy would happen. I mean, just as a, as a here, this is how crazy this gets. Um, my friend was trying to come over. We've been working for the last couple of years. And I mean, it gets like this every time we schedule mm-hmm. immediately life starts getting insane. Right. Her cat decided to have stomach issues and literally stepped in its poop and ran across the entire house. She has two levels to her house. <laughs> it was on the floor. It was on the furniture. It was on the walls. Oh my And she gosh. woke up that morning and was just like, I can't even, I can't come over. Like wow. I can't. She was on her hands and knees scrubbing, trying to hurry up. And it took her literally, I mean, hours and hours to get her house clean up. I mean, because she has kids. Right. And the other cats were then stepping in it and running all over the place. Oh, and I'm God. talking bed sheets, furniture, fabrics, everything, Ew. tables. And she was like, this is just, this is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And that's that kind of stuff happens literally every time we try to get together. Right. That didn't used to happen before we started this work together. In the spiritual world, right, just any any work we do spiritually, whether we're teaching Reiki classes, whether I'm doing sessions, it's like this every time I try to schedule with people. Right. Things get crazy. People get sick all of a sudden with these weird, crazy illnesses. They just start dropping. I mean, it's the craziest stuff. I mean, that happened during Reiki. Mm-hmm. My certification, I got COVID. Yeah. Right before. <laughs> so we did two classes, right? And then I think the third was my attunement because we did four all together, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Four or five. We did five? five was it the third one that I got a tune? Or was it? It was the middle one. Because then it's like the third one and then we had two more, I think. I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, it was literally <laughs> the the session I was supposed to get attuned. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. And I think I got COVID and then something else happened. Like it, we missed like two weeks because yeah. I got COVID or attempts. something happened and then I got COVID. Yeah. Yeah, it was two attempts to get attunement done. It was the same way with the other class we were teaching. Um, When it came to the attunement, everybody all of a sudden couldn't make it, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. But see, and if you're listening, that might not sound like any big deal, right? Like, oh, people get sick. Right. But it's, it's more than that because I've seen it so much now. That I laugh about it because I'm like, oh, what crazy things are people going to call about? I don't expect it, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, you're setting yourself up for things to go wrong. Right. But I laugh because I know not to get frustrated mm-hmm. when something like that comes up. And it happens so often. It just makes me laugh now because I'm like, all right, guys, good luck with that. You're not going to stop it. <laughs> and then I just tell my people, hey, do what you got to do to make this work and we'll figure it out. Divine timing. It'll be when it's going to be. And I then I just let it go. Right. And it always finds a way to work out. I mean, my like the one who comes to work with me sometimes, I mean, she'll just get the most random illnesses. It'll be like, oh, her leg hurts to the point where she can't walk. <laughs> and then she's like hobbling into my office. I'm like, what has gotten into you? And she's like, I'm, it's just, you know what it is. Like, just don't even ask. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those <laughs> or she'll be crippled. Like her back will just all of a sudden go out and then she can't like walk. So she's like half crawling into the office. And I'm like, really? Oh my really? God. Like, what are they going to do next? Yeah. You, know, it's, it's, you just it's never know. See, it's interference. And what's crazy is like right after we're done, she'll always feel fine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, of course, of course you do. Yeah, that's how I am too. And it's the same way with me. It's like, oh, the kids' school will all of a sudden just cancel for no reason. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it'll rain and they cancel school. I'm like, really? Really? That's just happened. The tornado to thing. Yeah. Tornado. It was perfect. It was like not, it was a calm day. It was just like sprinkles and no and tornadoes. Tornadoes. We got to shut down all the schools. And I was like, really? Really? Are we doing this? And guess what? No tornadoes. It was completely fine. We were supposed to do the QHHC session that yes, day, weren't we? We were going to do the session. And that's why that got canceled. And then the podcast got canceled. So it's like, it's just 
all a long way to say that spirituality has a funny way of knowing that there are things you can't see playing into all of this. And if you cannot fear it, if you, even if you don't understand it, because, you know, all of this stuff happening, I didn't understand any of it at first. I just had the luck of the draw to be able to do the work that I do where I can ask those questions, like, why is this happening? Right. And and every time it's like, I can ask that through different people while they're under, they have no clue. Mm-hmm. They have no clue. And then when they're under hypnosis and then I ask the higher self, it's always, this is interference. Like, they don't mm-hmm. want you doing work. Right. That's their interference. All you have to do is ask us for assistance. And of course, I forget. I'm not perfect. Me too. <laughs> you know, it's really hard to ask for things you can't see. Like, oh, guys, can you, you know, take care of this? It's yeah. really hard. And again, you don't want to give your power over to it, right? I'm not expecting my people, my guides, whatever you want to call it. I'm not expecting them to do the work. Right. But if it's something like, I need to work, I need this session to be. Because it's important if it's something big I'm working on, a big project or, you know, a YouTube video or something that I'm trying to put together. I'm like, guys, you've got to take care of this if you want me to get this out. Like, if you want me to participate and to be getting this stuff out there, I really need you to help smooth out the way. And if it's just not going to work, make it easy to to reschedule, to to fix later on. For sure. And then just make everything fall into place. Because I'm like, I can't do this without assistance. Right. It's hard being human as it is. And so, yeah. you know, those those negative things that come into play can really derail people from going into spirituality. Yeah, I think the first time. So I had never really understood interference, right? Until I was getting into my counseling internship. And I was working with a, like uh, she does quantum healing and I was working with her and I was just not really feeling well. And this was very strange. So I started my internship and I started at this, I won't name his name, but I started at this agency and it was very rough in the beginning. Like there was other, uh, clinicians or students there, but it was almost like they were given priority over like new people coming in. So they got all the new referrals. And then I started seeing like really unethical behavior at this clinic that made me very, very uncomfortable. And I was like, oh no, this is not good. And I waited and I waited and I waited six weeks to see if I would get a client. And the semester is like, I think like 14, 15 weeks. I can't remember. And I was like, well, shoot, like I'm almost halfway in and I have no hours. Like what is going on? So I called my advisor and I was like, Hey, like, I'm not getting any clients. There's this really unethical stuff going on. I feel really uncomfortable. And he was like, oh my God, this is like not okay. Like, so I, my advisor was like, reach out to the coordinator. Let's CC me on the email. Let's talk to him, see what we can do. So I CC'd the coordinator. The guy was a complete jerk and was like, basically you didn't follow protocol. Like basically blaming me for everything. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I'm just a student. Like, I'm just trying to figure it out. Well, he was like, okay, you can leave that site, but you have to find your own. Here's the list. And I'm like, aren't you the coordinator? Aren't you? I'm paying thousands of dollars to go to the school. So I called and emailed like all these agencies. Nobody was getting back to me. And so I had this session, this advanced quantum healing session with this lady. And I've known her for quite a while at this point. And I was like, I just don't know if this is my path. Like, I just don't know. And she laughed and she was like, it's interference, girl. Like, they don't want you to do this. To help people. 
because this is going to be, you know, a good thing. And so they're getting in the way of that. And so you need to just like work through your frustration with that, let it go. And then things will align. And it worked out eventually. But that was my first time. I was like, interference. What the heck? Yeah, right. Like, what is that? It sounded so crazy to me. And it does. And that's the thing. It's like, I understand we sound nuts, right? Like you're to your average people. They're like, what in the world is like, okay, you're just finding words and finding things to say that this is part of spirituality. Right. But people who have had experience in it and didn't have words to put to it kind of, it makes sense. It's like, okay, but they don't know. So when it comes to interference, I think the best thing to say to do with something like that is not to fight it. Mm-hmm. Because again, you're, you're warring against something. You're going to make it bigger. Don't give power to it. Just acknowledge, okay, whatever this is, I don't understand, mm-hmm. but I don't need to. Because you don't have to make sense of it. You just know that it's not, things aren't going quite like you need them to or quite like you expect them to. And sometimes they're not meant to, but you can just ask your guides like, hey, if you're really there, can you just assist in clearing the way if there's actually interference? If this is interference in my life, can you please bring clarity? Yeah. Like, and then can you just surround me in that white light so that my space and my mind are clear? Just so that I am in a cocoon where I have no interference, I have no other outside sources filtering into me, where I can just sit with myself. Yeah. And really think about, like, is this something that is an actual issue? Is this something interfering with my work or where I'm trying to go? And if it is, can you just take care of that and trust them to do that? Yeah. And if you notice a difference, great. If you don't, that doesn't mean they're not there helping you. It just means maybe there's something else involved. Mm -hmm. And you really need to get to the source of what it is causing the issues. But, you know, your people can't interfere. In spirituality, your guides, your angels, your people in general, whatever you want to call them, your ancestors, anybody that you call upon Mm -hmm. that you decide to work with cannot help you if you don't ask. Right. That's like the rule of thumb in all spirituality. Permission, permission, permission. We have free will. Right. It comes down to free will. We're humans. We have all the helpers in the world. And I can vouch for that because I have experienced it firsthand. I've had to live it. I've lived without it. I've cut myself off from my people by Mm -hmm. accident. I didn't know that. But it all comes down to they won't help you if you don't ask. Now, that doesn't mean they're not trying. Mm-hmm. It just means they can't directly interfere or assist with things if you don't ask. Mm-hmm. So ask. Yeah. Ask for them to help through anything. It's like when you wake up in the morning, okay, whatever it is that my day, you know, if I need something, just bring it to my attention. They're not going to be super dramatic about it. Like they, the, the best help is the subtle help. Mm-hmm. And so they make it very clear they're not going to assist in big crazy ways unless it's just called for, which is very rare. Right. They're just going to nudge you like, hey, go this direction. Hey, make this phone call. Hey, pay attention to this message on the TV or the radio. Mm -hmm. And what is it saying? Like, it's the nudges that help kind of guide and help you get those little puzzle pieces to figure out the next little piece of what's going on. And those add up. It's like the stepping stones to figuring out, hey, something's not right with this. Right. And they always do that if you ask. I think... Also, I want to add to that, like setting boundaries I found is really, really important in terms of like on the negative side of things, right? Like when you set your protection or when you ask for assistance, like explicitly saying like um, what you're allowing in and what you're absolutely not, I think for me has been really important because I think 
when calling in things, I've found that sometimes I've probably called in something else, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. something that like, and not to say that it was malicious in any means, but like something that wasn't of the highest good. Mm-hmm. And so like explicitly saying like only for my highest good and the collective's highest good, because I think when you don't it kind of maybe leaves you open a little bit. I don't know what your take on that is. So it's funny because again, it's, um, <clears throat> it's all verbiage. So when you think of the negative side, if we're talking about the things out there that mean harm or that mean ill will, right? Mm-hmm. So we would just call those entities or attachments, whatever whatever you want to call it, right? Everybody has a different word, a different term. Right. But in this instance, we'll just say negative, you know, intending things out there. And so it's all about how you word things. Mm-hmm. So if you're just giving permission to your people to come in, well, what does that mean? Right. Who's what does that people? look like? You know, if you already have negative attachments and things affecting you, like that does nothing for you. It does, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Right. So every time I call an assistance or I'm asking for something, I ask always and I always word it in my highest good mm-hmm. or for my highest good or of the highest vibration. Mm-hmm. So if I'm calling in people, I will say only those of the highest vibration. If I'm putting up protection, I will state, and again, this may be getting too specific for some people. You don't have to do this. It's just however much you want to put into it. But if you're dealing with a lot of negative spiritual things around you, these are more important things to include. And so if something negative is coming in, I will call in my people. I will call in the archangels, whomever I feel at the time I need to call upon. Mm -hmm. And then I will say, if it has any ill will or ill intent, you are not allowed in my space. Mm-hmm. You must leave. And then I will ask them to remove anything that is of ill intent or ill will or that is affecting me negatively. Right. And they know what my definition of negative is, right? Anything that's not of my highest good. And so they know what I mean mm-hmm. because I've done it so much. I Because things have still come in. And I've had a friend who, a friend of a friend who had an issue once, apparently had something kind of within his energy field that was just sitting there dormant. Mm-hmm. And so it was never removed. Like his people never took it away because it technically wasn't doing anything bad. It wasn't hurting him. Right. It wasn't bothering him. And so he said it was funny because that's how it bypassed his protection because it just, it could turn on at any time. And when it did, he, it was already in. Mm. There was right. no reason for his people to remove it. Um, and I'm sure that's kind of not like the perfect variation, but it was something along those lines. And it's like, trickster things out there things that mean ill will have been doing this a very long time right like they have had time i say they it energy the energy of all of these things that exist because duality we live in that world of duality good and bad exist you can't get around that Mm -hmm. so the bad and things have had just as much time as the light things the good to perfect the ways that they function and work right the way that they feed the way that they function all of that together We've only been learning this stuff for a little while. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot easier for them to kind of get around it. And we just have to learn through experience. Like, okay, this is an issue. What's going on? And Mm -hmm. how do I deal with it? Right. And that's the problem is no one's teaching these things. Yeah. I think the struggle for me being in the mental health field and, you know, there are people that strongly disagree with me in this field, but... You know, we label all these mental illnesses as a mental illness, right? Like, for example, like schizophrenia or delusions, things like that, right? And a lot of people will come in and they'll say, I'm seeing things. 
right? And I think you have to learn the difference between like a mental health disorder, right? And gifts, right? Like actually being able to see things. Gifts or negative attachments that come with it because it's right. a real thing and people are right. naive about that. Not in a bad way. It's just they don't, if no one knows about them, you can't deal with it. Right. That's what they want. I think a benefit to the mental health field would be expanding our understanding of energetics, attachments, and things like that, and giving this other layer to things of like, how do we identify these things? Because I think we're mislabeling and medicating a lot of people that don't need to be medicated or with this type of diagnosis, right? And not to say that they're there could be an imbalance and there could be stuff physically going on for them. Right. But like, how can we decide what difference it is? And I think as a field, we need to grow. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, is that I've learned is those negative things that come into your place, into your space, you know, people deal with haunted houses. They deal with things coming through their space and like, Oh, that was creepy. What was that? Okay. Not another thought because what's gone. Well, the thing is they can affect you physically Mm -hmm. and it may just be something you can't see, but they can physically affect your body. Right. Like when they're draining your field, that extreme fatigue that some people deal with all the time, that's something it could be, and not always, but for me, it was something feeding from my field. Right. It was something taking my life energy, not that it was, you know, and it almost killed me. Yeah. I mean, it, it very much physically affects people. And when you have all these people telling you in the medical field, there's nothing wrong with you. Well, obviously there's something very wrong with you, right? But it it could be nothing else. Like this is what's causing it. You don't look further into it. Right. You don't understand that there's more playing a part in the issues. And the thing is, the more that your physical immune system drops, the more that your health goes downhill, the more open you are. Right. Because you have less energetic ability to protect yourself. Right. Because we all know that energy exists within the body. You can't live without that soul aspect of your body. It has power. Mm-hmm. It has energy fueling it. But it's all spiritual in the in the when you're looking at it, it's not a physical thing. Right. But it's very much a real part of our body. That field that you have that exists around you is just as open as your physical body. If someone comes into your physical space and they touch you, mm-hmm. they can they can get you sick. Right. They, they've just given you germs. Yeah, you open yourself up to everything that yeah. they have. So your physical body is going to be affected by that. You're physically affected. It's right. the same thing with spirituality. Someone comes into your space, you get that weird feeling when you walk by somebody, right? You get like mm-hmm. the, your, your hair stands on end, you get chill bumps. Yeah. That's an energy exchange. You just walked into somebody's field. They, I mean, your Merkava, your energy field is eight meters out from your body. Mm-hmm. You're sharing that with people, even driving your car. When you get a weird feeling... There's a reason for that. Right. You just shared space with somebody energetically. What do they have in their space? Yeah. What are they emanating? Do they have strong negative emotions? That creates energy. That creates power. And you just shared that with them. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing. It's not something to fear. It's just knowledge. Right. It's pure knowledge. You get to give it meaning. Don't be scared of it. Do something about it. Learn about it. Yeah. Figure out what you can do if this is something that affects you. Right. You know, that's not a, I don't do fear mongering. I'm not a fan of that because a lot of people fear monger. Oh yeah. And that's the worst thing you can do. But uh, you, you can't, you can't be scared of things. You can't, I mean, you're going to be right. When you don't know something, when you don't understand it, you're going to be scared. Mm-hmm. But the bad side of spirituality also feeds off that fear. Your body drops. You can't, you don't want to stay in that space. Right process it and then figure out what you can do about it yeah i yeah i definitely think there's growth to be had 
not only mental health field, but also the medical field. Exactly yeah, kind of what you said, right? Like trying to figure out what's going on. I think it's so, so important. But I want to tell you about this um, documentary that I watched. And then <laughs> just because you haven't seen it okay. and it kind of goes into everything today. And then like, I want your thoughts on it. And then we can talk about maybe like discernment and helping the okay. people to figure the out. Tea. Tea okay, so the T. <laughs> so there is this documentary on Max and it's called Love Has Won. And it's crazy to me so it's about this lady her name is amy carlson and she calls herself or called herself mother god okay red flag (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it didn't really like start off like that i guess she like got into and this will have some spoilers so if you haven't watched it and you want to maybe don't listen to this part (laughs) skip through but um it didn't start off like that like it started off, she was like just getting into spirituality. She met this guy who was also into spirituality, way older than her, right? She, I should say, she comes from kind of a rough background where, you know, she had like abuse with partners. And a little side note before we get into that, we just had some crazy interference. Speaking of interference, <laughs> so the moment that I started talking about I said her name and then I started talking about past abuse right the audio completely shut off and like disconnected and then I started feeling not so great so here we are (laughs) we're back recording a little little clearing a little mental space a little you know we don't want any of that bad juju I mean it's crazy yeah you can do is laugh it just makes me interested. Like, what about this is like raising a red flag for them? I don't know. That's so strange. I mean, you've got to think when you say someone's name, it doesn't matter whether they're living or not, right? You're invoking the, the it's like a quantum jump, right? So like you're connecting in a sense to anything that you're speaking on because your words have power. Right. So again, that's why I watch so carefully what I say in general. Um, I've learned the hard way about speaking about, like I said, I'm not going to mention his name because that brings attention to all of the negative things that come with that power circle. Right. Like everything that exists within that and with that, it has, you know, the eyes and ears 24-7. So I'm always careful. That's that so, reason. that was just like perfect example. <laughs> Super crazy. What we just went through over here was the wildest experience. Wow. I mean, it's, you guys just, you know, get to hear about it, but this is yeah. life when you work in the spiritual community. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope no more interference after <laughs> protections and and all this stuff is up. But um, yeah, so it didn't start off like that, but she had like a history of abuse. <laughs> I'm like hesitating to <laughs> yeah, say cool. anything because I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? But um, just bad relationships in general, right? So I think like views on healthy relationships was kind of skewed from the jump, mm-hmm. right? And so she got into a relationship with this older man who was also very, very spiritual and that's kind of where it took off. He still is like very grounded in spirituality and was just kind of like, she just went on and did her thing, you know? But I noticed there's like a lot of drug induced stuff going on. Like they did, she did acid and mushrooms and all this other stuff over and over and over, like 
it seemed like very, very frequently. And so part of me wonders if like some of the delusion, so her belief was that she was God and that's why they called her mother God, why she named herself mother God. And she basically was taking on what she was preaching was she was taking on karma for the planet. And like her followers had to come and like help her do things. So like they sold random stuff on the internet and they had like this live stream and they would make money for her. And she had like tons and tons of people around her. But there was this belief that like the drugs and alcohol that she was taking was like her medicine. Wow. There's so much to unpack here. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And then, so they bought like some big house and they just like moved around. And so she would like label any man that came into her life, father God. And he would be like, yes, but, (laughs) but, (laughs) but each guy, like one guy would, they would stay in the group and she would just like move on. And she's like, you're no longer father God. And then she had this one guy that she named like, (laughs) I'm sorry, like this part is just kind of funny to me, but she relabeled this one guy, I can't remember, father of like the multiverse or something. And then there was another guy who was father God. But she like, you could tell like she was just very angry person all like would yell and all this stuff, right? Constantly feeding her alcohol and whatever drugs because oh it was her medicine, right? Yeah, sure. And then, (laughs) so she said that she would channel, like, her top guide was Robin Williams. (laughs) I'm just waiting for your reaction. (laughs) Again, you can see faces. Like, I'm in such shock right now. Yeah. And, like, she had this, like, board of cutouts of pictures of people who had passed over who were a part of her, her spirit team. And they were like all famous people. She even had like Donald Trump. He's not even dead. And it was on her spirit team list. Okay. So there's so many things to unpack here. I don't even know where to begin. So <laughs> side note on that. Uh-huh. With your guides and living people. People call upon people still living all the time. Mm. You're sharing energy, but right. You're doing it in a healthy way. You're not taking from. You're connecting to the same energy source that that they're tapping into, right? So like, say you have this famous artist Mm -hmm. who's channeling this amazing music or this amazing art. Those people are channeling and tapping into their own source. Like, Mm -hmm. right, you are technically God. And God, man, religion hates that. I'm sorry. I know that's taboo. Everybody is a piece of God, right? Like that is your soul comes from God. You are a piece of God. So she's not wrong in that, right? Okay, so let's set that aside. Living people are also channeling the same source. Right. The same other, the same guide, not the same guy. Again, all of this is so complicated. And there's mm-hmm. so, each piece could be its own podcast because there's so much to say on it. But right. someone who's living is also channeling and tapping into source, mm-hmm. tapping into that stream of, of creativity where all of that comes from. You can then do the same thing. So if you're calling upon someone who's living, right, like in a healthy way, you're tapping into the same creative source. Right. That's really all that comes down to. So you can, I wouldn't call them a guide, right? But like, I mean, it, I can't say they would or wouldn't because, you know, again, who rules, knows? I can't say for sure they wouldn't be. I don't know. Right. Um, because their soul, the oversoul part of you, like is a big collective thing. So who's to say that you're not tapping into a portion of that? I don't know. But when it comes to utilizing the same source, sure, you can tap into the same source and then call upon them. And in essence, you're tapping into the same creative source they are. So yeah, 
in a way, it's right and wrong, right? Right. Like, so that's the problem is the lines blur. The mm-hmm. lines are blurring and it becomes like people are looking at it going, ha, oh, yeah, right, like you're crazy. But it comes from some point of truth somewhere. Right. And so another part of that, right, is she's tapping and using drugs. So again, it's a neutral thing. Drugs are not inherently bad or good. Mm-hmm. They're using them for medical purposes. Why? Because they do have good properties. People are using them for bad because, yeah, they can be utilized for bad. So one of the channelers that I follow that I listen to, and again, I listen to many different people because I like all my information to be verified coming from multiple sources before I consider something truth, at -hmm. least in a tangible way, not solid truth. It's always changing for me, but truth in the sense that I can put it into place for me and it makes sense. Right. And what they've said is that drugs that grow from the earth, right, you're talking mushrooms, weed, things like that, are not inherently bad. Mm-hmm. They are connected to a specific frequency, a specific vibration. And that vibration is what people are tapping into by taking it. They say all you need or all people technically need is at one time to then have access to that frequency forevermore. Mm-hmm. Once you choose to do it more than once, then you're not utilize you're using a, you know, a crutch. Right. Because they said once your physical body has been given access to that frequency through that means, you can always tap into it forever. Mm-hmm. You don't need a tool like you just think about it and it recreates that pathway. That's why it can treat depression and things like that, because then your brain goes, oh, I know what I'm doing with that. Okay. Mm. And then it assists chemically. It keeps recreating that pathway. It's easy access. It's been giving access. Now you just keep strengthening that pathway. Right. That makes sense. So drugs aren't inherently bad. Now they're talking man-made ones. That's different. Right. You know, the other spiritual people who tell you that alcohol is like always lowering your vibration. I think it's a matter of how you're using it. If you're using Mm -hmm. it to escape, if you're using it to like forget, yeah, of course it's going to lower your vibration. If you're using it to celebrate, as long as you don't overdo it, yeah, I mean, you know, you don't have inherently bad things happen to you. Right. Um, So it's all, again, there's no fast rules. And so I can see how she misconstrues that. Yeah, you're a part of God. Mm -hmm. Yes, you are literally an extension of God that's been given free will to rediscover who you truly are. Right. But to, again, the ego comes into it. And then the ego takes over and makes it more than the purest form of what it should be. Right. And that's the problem. It's that like power and control. But you could also see how like her past really permeates within the drug use, right? And then causes like the skew away from maybe what is like real in in terms of like love versus fear, right? Like power and control versus love. And it's kind of like takes this kind of darker turn, so to speak, right? But so how it ends is very kind of sad, but they believe in, have you heard of a colloidal silver? Yeah, I use it. Colloidal silver. Well, anyway, so she believes in this wholeheartedly and believes that it's going to cure all illnesses, but is taking like mass amounts of doses of it Mm -hmm. and is coupling it with alcohol. And so basically she's like frailing out and turning blue essentially yes so a myth thing that colloidal silver people are actually terrified of it for many reasons and i understand why so the guy who turned blue initially who came on tv and talked about it he was drinking gallons and gallons of overbrewed colloidal silver it's supposed to be 10 to 30 parts per million Mm -hmm. that's how i brew mine it means it's very small particles that can pass the blood brain barrier that's not a bad thing Mm -hmm. um again it's very helpful when it comes to getting sick it does help 
But when you're brewing it until it's turning brown and you're drinking it, the particles have a harder time being absorbed. And eventually, yes, he took it for like 30 to 40 years. He finally turned blue. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When you are literally drinking it day and night of the strongest brew you can produce, absolutely there's going to be consequences down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, Your average person's never going to do that. Right. I mean, one, it's too expensive, right? I brew my own at home, but I know how to do I've I've researched for years before I even touched it. Right. Um, because again, I like to be sure before I do something uh healthy skeptic, right? So right. um I was worried about the blue thing too. And yeah, if you are drinking it to a point like gallons, I'm talking gallons and gallons a day. Mm-hmm. If you're drinking over a gallon a day, something's wrong. Where is that coming from? Right. Is that fear based? Because no normal person is gonna drink a gallon of colloidal silver. For no reason. Right. Now, some people do it and are fine, mm-hmm. but they're not doing it from a place of fear. They, they've healed their cancer, right? They've cured themselves of something. Absolutely, it has a lot of great qualities. Right. But what's the reason behind it? And it's, yeah, she may be turning blue, but it, the, when you're coupling it with something like alcohol, alcohol kills off cells. Mm-hmm. It's dumping her immune system Mm -hmm. and then you're putting in colloidal silver as the only liquid besides alcohol as feeding those cells Mm -hmm. so it's like a double dose because you're taking in something that needs to be hydrating right and that's all the cells can absorb after you're killing them off with alcohol right so of course you're gonna have negative side effects well she got to the point she could barely walk and they had to carry her. And spoiler, I'm going to spoil the ending. So if you want to watch it, then don't listen to this. But <laughs> I mean, you can find it in the news too. But she basically like mummified herself and passed. She died. She died. And then they kept the body for like 10 days. And they kept her in a bed and basically thought, well, they were somewhere like in Arizona or California or something. I can't remember. But they thought that like these beings were the starship was going to come and pick her body up but they never did. And so they traveled with her body over like three different States in the back, like wrapped up. And then they kept her body in the house and just like basically sat around her and it was wild. So did once her body was not retrieved through those means, Mm -hmm. did they wake up to see like, Oh, something's clearly off or did they keep going? So the, they had this, so one thing that I want to stress too, is that when it comes to like cults or these groups, right, scarcity and money are like really, really low, right? Like you don't have a lot of um, resources. And so that makes you also like super vulnerable. And so all of their money that they produced went to this one guy who managed all the money from the beginning. And they basically didn't get anything at all. Like they ate very, very little and um yeah so the guy ended up finding out she was dead the guy who did all the finances went and took they had like hundreds of thousands of dollars he took it all and left of course. and then but the people right they still believe that this is very true to this day like everything and they keep going like they've started continuing the live streams and all this stuff so it's unfortunate you know, again, it goes back to how the vulnerable people are the ones that suffer the most. Yep. Because they're just looking for guidance. And I mean, you know, my, my experience may not have been the same. You know, I wasn't giving my money to this person. Well, I mean, I did if I went to their events, you know, of course, like anybody else. Right. Um, paid money for services. But I wasn't 
out any substantial amount. And there wasn't any crazy negative, you know, things that were red flags like they would have. Right. But it's all about vulnerability, trust. So there's a lot of factors that go into why someone falls into this trap Mm -hmm. of need, want, belief, trust, faith, you know, all of the things that make you bypass your traditional reasoning. Right. And so it really doesn't matter in what form it takes. What it comes down to is giving away your power. Mm -hmm. And to whomever or whatever you're giving it to is the issue. And so now, like in my life with everything that I do, I'm like, am I giving away my power? Or am I becoming ego tripped? Mm-hmm. Like, am I doing something because I want to gain something or am I doing something to help? Truly. Yeah. And it's like even teaching the Reiki classes. Like for years we've had people ask, like, will you teach? Will you teach? Mm-hmm. No. Because I couldn't check myself enough. I didn't believe in my power enough because I was still giving it away at times. And I wanted someone else to take a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't want to it's hard to explain, but I didn't want any kind of power dynamic. Yeah. And I wanted it to be pure teaching mm-hmm. from a place of love and understanding and not I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. And when you're a lower person on the spiritual totem pole, right? Because, like, I'm obviously never going to be this famous person who's all over the world working for the FBI, right? I'll you never, never know. Be, I'll never – well, but in my head, it was like I will right. never be that good. I will never be that person. And – So I never felt worthy Mm -hmm. to do anything beyond what I was doing. And every little morsel that I gained Mm -hmm. felt like not enough Yeah, because it was like everybody puts spirituality on a pedestal, the ones that are in in power, the ones that have ego, and it feels never obtainable. Yeah. And that's really scary for people who really just need to see that there are people out there that are on the same journey Mm -hmm. who want the same things who just want to live a normal human life and still get to experience the best of both worlds. Right. Like, I live a normal life. I have children. I have a family. I live completely normal. And yet, the other side of me, I live completely in the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And I see things and I experience things and I live things. Right. But I get to live both equally because that's the point of being human is learning to incorporate all aspects of what we chose to come here to do which is live in a physical 3D world Mm -hmm. and still get to experience the soul God part of yourself. Right. But not having to put the ego into it. I mean, the monks have figured that out. There's bad things in all things, right? Like you've got these religions who figured that out. You've got, you know, the good and bad in every religion. Mm -hmm. You've got people who have learned to do spirituality in different ways. It's gravitating towards what feeds your soul the most, mm-hmm. but doing it from a place of trying to learn who you truly are. Right. And not giving your power away to someone who's trying to teach you. Because mm-hmm. that's the most dangerous aspect of spirituality. Right. Something that I said in my last, I don't know if it was my last one or the one before. This is something I stress over and over and over again on the podcast is like, if you have a mentor or teacher and they're telling you you have to do it this way and only this way, I would question that. You know what I mean? As my cat's trying to like <laughs> get into all this stuff. We have a show going on. Right. <laughs> oh, if only this was video, you know what I mean? But I think that's something really, really important to stress, you know? Like if somebody's telling you this is how it has to be and there's no variation or, you know, you're feeling pressured to do a certain thing, I think I would question that, you know? Well, and that's the thing. It's like 
discernment is everything, but sometimes you don't learn without having to learn discernment the hard way. Right. And a lot of people, I think, in the spiritual world have learned that the hard way. I mean, because, you know, you've got a spiritual store you walk into. Guess what? They automatically, you feel like they have more power. They've done this. They've been in this world. They've got readers in the back. You know, they've got working spiritual stuff going on in the back. They clearly know more than the average person. And so it is hard to not feel out of place. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, say you're a regular Joe that walks into a football stadium full of people screaming their heads off because they're all in. Right. And you feel a little out of place. It's the same way in the spiritual community. When you walk in a store, you feel automatically like all eyes on you. It's uncomfortable. Right. And you're really just there to browse just to kind of see what it's all about. And the people that are there will either make you feel welcome or uncomfortable based on Mm -hmm. the type of ego setup they have there like you defer to them or they're welcoming you as part of the community right in a healthy way there's so many factors that play into spirituality and the people you surround yourself with and it it's very hard to discern at first but Mm -hmm. it's no different than your everyday waking life you get good feelings about people you get bad feelings about people for me i didn't have any discernment at the time i didn't get any bad feelings from this person Mm -hmm. but you know, I don't think they were inherently bad at first as I've no. looked back even on their journey that I've learned about. I'm like, they weren't bad either until they started wanting more power, until they started giving their power over to other things. It's like you just got to learn to discern and ask your people for red flags. Like, is there, is this for my highest good? Right. And sometimes, and this is the hard part, <laughs> they let you go through the ringer. Mm-hmm. to learn a lesson you needed to learn to be able to help those behind you. Like I couldn't teach and be a part of spirituality. Mm-hmm. I would have quit a long time ago. Right. But I learned a lot of things through my journey. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much into not feeding into fear. And it can seem insurmountable. Right. The things you get yourself into. But it. It never is. Like, your people know what's going on. They're always watching you. They're always assisting you. Even if you feel like they aren't, sometimes Mm -hmm. that test, they have to just wait for you to see what you're going to do. Yeah. But ask for help. Ask for help. Find people. There are people out there who have just a general neutral. They are very good spiritual people. Mm -hmm. And they help. And they care. Because they know that's what's needed. Right. You've just got to find the right people. Yeah, I've heard from many people, they say to me, oh, I really want to get into spirituality, but like, you know, I see all of these cult documentaries or I see all of these things where it goes south and it can go south really fast. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important thing to practice is this like discernment, because when you get into it, it's very possible that it's not bad. Like when I was in Vegas, I got into this group and it was really good and it was for like the right intentions. And then there was like a lot of ego that was placed into it. Like I got certified in Reiki right after I like kind of joined this community because I was so excited and um, I was invited partially right to like uh, practice the Reiki with them. And then I was kind of like put on the back burner and like, well, no, you know, and then it turned into this money grab. Like at first it was for community. Right. And then it turned into like, we need more money. I need more money. Like, you know, all this stuff. And I think that's how you can kind of tell is like the feeling that you get around it. If you feel something is off, listen to that. 
right? And like reflect on why does that feel that way? Where does that come from? And don't stay. Like why right. you don't need to stay just because you started something. Like if something starts feeling off, get out. There will always be more. Right. There will always be more. Always. It's never ending. This has been, you know, these things have happened on and off through centuries. Like people aren't going to just stop creating new spaces to exist in. Right. So you don't have to stay just because you start. Right. I think that's hard for people. It is. It is hard because you want to be, you get invested. Mm -hmm. You meet people, you make friends, but so what? Right. Is it worth, is it worth all the things that you're trying to build? The biggest thing is following your highest joy. Like Mm -hmm. follow the most fun thing at the moment. And if it's not fun anymore, don't do it. Right. Like life is supposed to be that flexible and people have learned to be so rigid. Mm-hmm. that they can't do that like if i like something like I'll, i have so many hobbies because i'll just like it one moment and the next minute i'm like i don't want to do that right and i'm not flaky it's that's not what brings me the most joy in that moment so yeah. i'll go garden okay that's my most joy in the moment that day mm-hmm. the next day i'll hop back onto my crafts if not the next day i'm working right i have a lot of things that i have learned to find joy in because you're supposed to be flexible in life like what do you want to do right and if you don't want to do it okay so what else can you do yeah constantly be looking for the fun lighthearted, joyous things in life and the spirituality will naturally come with it because your vibration rises with you right when you're following joy those higher emotions raise you up in awareness and consciousness in life yeah and only good things like i mean obviously challenges happen but the more you do that the more good things that must follow right yeah that's just life I think the biggest thing that was helpful for me with discernment was starting that protection practice and making it like an everyday, whether it's one, two minutes a day, right? Where you're super centered in yourself, you put up your protection because that way you kind of are in tune with who you are and your own energy. So when you come in contact with something that's maybe disagreeable, right? Or isn't quite right, that raises the red flag right away. And I think the thing that really I didn't know a whole lot about was the protection aspect of it. And I think that's why I got led astray so many times. And every time I would go into a group, it would be okay at first. And then all of a sudden it would be like, there's somebody's spiritual ego, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is not going to work for me. (laughs) And then I would back away and I would get out of spirituality for like however long, six months to a year, maybe more. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, in and out, in and out. But I think as I've been practicing more like protection and grounding within myself, I feel more comfortable to say like, I don't need to get off of this path. I just need to change the direction of my focus at that Mm -hmm. point, you know, because I know I'm okay within my own protection, right? Yeah. And your people have you like you, you're protected physically and spiritually in a way that you have put intention into. Right. And so you know whatever lessons you're going to learn, whatever obstacles come your way are likely because there's clearly something you're still going to, I mean, you can't quit life, right? Like there's always going to be obstacles, but they're more of the, you know, for sure, like whatever is in my way today, yeah, like it is something that I need to deal with and I can do this from a clear mind and I'm supported in all things. And I I trust that. Right. And that's everything. Like that's, that's worth so much. Mm hmm. You're provided yeah. for in a lot of ways. And when you put fear into it, it just makes everything more complicated. Like you've got to be able to take 
fear out of the equation, worry. Right. Those things don't serve you. They're they're not. They yes, they're a human emotion that obviously you can't help but feel. But when you feel it, you go, okay, but why? Mm-hmm. Why is this here? Because this is not. This is not what I expect. So right. then, what is it? What is it here for? Is it a trigger? Is it a red flag? Is do I need to pay attention to something? Right. Does my body need something? You know, there's there's all the things you can check into. Yeah. The protection is really spiritual protection is just as important as. And they explained it to me like this. Do you leave your doors wide open on your house at the end of the day when you go to sleep? No. Mm-hmm. Do you expect people to break in? No. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. It's not your every waking moment thought. Mm-hmm. But you lock it anyways because it gives you peace of mind. Right. It's the same thing. You set up your spiritual protection the same way. You ask your people, if something comes into my space, let me know. Mm-hmm. You can set up a sign for that. Ask them to show you how. Like for me... I have them give me a pain in like the third eye area, like it's right in my forehead. So it causes me to like blink funny. And I'm like, okay, why is, why is, why is my head hurting? Mm-hmm. But it's not like a normal headache. So I know, okay, that's not a normal thing. What's going on? And I stop and check in. What's going on? Right. Is someone around me that's not of good intention? Is something in my space? Is something trying to bother me? Is something wrong somewhere else? Like it's easy for me to be then, okay, I need to take a moment. Mm-hmm. And so that for me is my spiritual like, that's my protection. And then I put up my bubble of white light. I'm protected. Anybody who comes in my space, I want them to be allowed to come in my space because then I'm spreading out that same vibration, that frequency, and I'm spreading it to all the people around me. Mm-hmm. I'm not creating that bubble out of fear like, oh, no one come into my space. Right. It's that I'm emanating a specific intention to the world around me. Mm-hmm. And when people come into my space, they're, they are exposed to that. Yeah. They are getting a piece of the love that I'm trying to put out around me mm-hmm. because I'm feeling that from within myself. Yeah. And that protection is so much stronger because I'm exuding the highest emotions that I can possibly feel in that moment mm-hmm. and that I'm trying to always put out for myself because I'm doing it for me and I'm hoping that those who come in contact with me, those that are speaking to me in my space are feeling the same from me right and so that might help them in whatever way they need yeah but that protection is so important because it keeps that spiritual hygiene in Mm -hmm. check it makes sure that you are taking care of yourself in all ways right yeah (sighs) so if you had to give the people one tip on discernment what would your one tip be your most important tip Ask yourself why you're doing something. Mm, Yeah. I mean, honestly, like check in with yourself. Discernment is why are you choosing something? Are you choosing it out of fear or I'm missing out or I'm lacking something? And are you trying to get it from someone else? Yeah. And then see how you feel about it. It may feel good at first, but then later it doesn't. Are you listening to it when it changes? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you willing to make the changes? Yeah. I mean, are you willing to then walk away from it if it doesn't feel good anymore? Right. And you've got to be honest with yourself at all times. Like, am I choosing this for the wrong reasons? Mm -hmm. Because I'm bored. Because I'm lonely. Check in. And then then do it. Like, check in with yourself and then do it. Yeah. Because the reason you're making decisions is everything. And that discernment will help understand where you're choosing something and why. Yeah. And then and then do it. And if you still feel good about it, do it. And then whatever the consequences are, own them. If it's not good, then oh well. You did it because you try you did it because you chose that because you were doing it for the right reasons. Right. So then what'd you learn from it? And then move on. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like life is not meant to be perfect. Right. It is meant to be learned from. It's a, it's a school. So, you know, enjoy it. Right. Like, don't be frustrated when things go wrong. Don't be frustrated when you your discernment didn't work out right. Like you you trusted this person at worry burned you. Mm-hmm. So then move on. Like, what did you learn from it? What can you do different next? And don't put up like this block where I'm like, oh, I can't trust anyone. It mm-hmm. doesn't serve you. That doesn't fix anything. Right. Not everyone's bad. Not everyone's out to harm you. It's a reflection of your life at right. all times. Like, what are you reflecting back and what are you getting in return? For sure. Discernment. Yeah. Like, figure that out. Go within yourself and start trusting your own ability to figure those things out. Yeah. I love that. Sweet. Well, can you tell the people, and I'll put it in the show notes, but can you tell the people who may want to work with you or talk to you where they can contact you at? So um, I run a home office and I do clinical hypnotherapy. Um, I also do QHHT. Um, For those who don't know, that's quantum healing. Um, From the late Dolores Cannon is where that came from. You can find me on i-hypnotherapy.com. And on there has all of my information and all of the details of what I do. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. Um, you can find me. I'll have to have you link that because I honestly I'll link don't it. even remember that. <laughs> I think it's like quantum healing something on Facebook. It's um, my name and hypnotherapy and QHHT or something like that. But I'll have. I'll, I'll link it. <laughs> I'll put the title so people can find it. I'm terrible with social media, but I am on there. I'm just, I'm, that's definitely not my forte, but I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you like this episode or you feel like somebody else would resonate with it, feel free, please, to share, like, comment. Um, my contact information will also be in the show notes in case you want to reach out. Um, but to wrap up today, I wanted to go over the cards that we pull since we pull a card um, at the end of each set, uh, each podcast. So the first one that we got today was 36, which is space clearing, which I feel was pretty on point. Oh, I didn't tell you these, you did didn't I? You tell me. I didn't know that's what you got. <laughs> yeah. So I pulled space clearing and then 42 animal soul friends. Oh, and the cat's been in here, which mm. by the way, cats are a big spiritual thing because they can see frequencies and vibrations we cannot yeah so they see into different dimensions so they know when you need protection did you notice he came in here right during uh-huh, the right love is one the podcast went out yeah yeah because they pick up on things that are in your space they crazy well that's read number 36 let's see what this is and then of course if you want the card description and um just a photo of the card, feel free to DM me on Instagram. It's at Kayla Dillon underscore before space clearing. This says the best of intentions can be undermined when the energetic clarity of your space does not match the beauty of our aspirations. You are being asked to truly claim your space to create, live and be as you choose blessing a place and clearing it of negative energy can help transform the way we live within that space. Peaceful prayers of gentle, calming, loving energy can influence the dynamics of a family home or be offered to sites prone to fights or accidents. We might not realize how much a space needs clearing until we go through the process and feel the difference. Clearing away that which is no longer needed has a benefit uh, for your life. Space clearing can be sorting through 
or sorting old files, donating unwanted items of those in need to those in need, or smudging or praying to clear the energy imprint from the space. You can do this effectively now. So if you're listening to this, this might be a good message to clear your space, uh, kind of like what we talked about, clear that energy um, to maybe gain some more clarity. Yeah, absolutely. Intention is everything. And then animals, soul friends, something I want to note about this is not only the animals that you have in your life or you've had in past lives, but also uh, like animal totems, like animals that come into your awareness and what they represent. If you're noticing like hummingbirds or Mm -hmm. owls or whatever it is coming up for you, maybe looking that up and seeing what that represents for you right now. Mine's always been an owl. Oh, that's interesting. Mine's always been a hummingbird. Isn't that weird? I just listed. Okay. The two two totem animals. (laughs) Well, that's crazy. I've never told you that either, so. No. Mm, Same wavelength. (laughs) So. Right. (laughs) Animal Soul Friends says protection for animals is within the realm of human capacity. Activism, spiritual healing, and making informed choices can help minimize the suffering of these beautiful and amazing animals that bring so much wonder, joy, and mystery to our planet. The animals offer humans wisdom teachings from Earth Mother, and humans can offer animals spiritual blessings from our unique position as intermediaries between spiritual and material dimensions. If your heart is troubled by the suffering of animals, remember that their spiritual journey is a testament to their remarkable souls, and you can do so much to help them with love, courage, in your heart. You're encouraged to reconnect with animals that open your heart and help you tune into all that you are capable of as an incredible divine human. I think, too, the frequency of animals is important there as well. You know, they say that the consciousness of animals is a reflection of the consciousness of where humans are. Mm. So the fact that humans have only, you know, been able to cohabitate with certain uh, population, certain amounts of the population of animals on the planet. Mm. It's a reflection of where we are. We're not able to cohabitate with humans in a perfect co-creative experience yet. And Mm. they say animals will reflect where we are. So pay attention. Wow. The world around you is a literal direct reflection of life. Right. So we get to change that and then they will reflect us back. Oh, that's such a good little, we're in the vortex, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, well, with that, thank you for coming and doing this pod on the darker side of spirituality always it's a fun topic well i think every spiritual topic we get into is just a fun rabbit hole yes <laughs> dive into yes we always have fun i love it well we will catch you guys in the next one talk to you then see you later bye as our journey together comes to a close Remember that the wisdom and insights shared here are just the beginning of your own remarkable adventure. I hope that the discussions, meditations, and channeled messages have ignited a spark within you to continue exploring your spiritual path and nurturing your mental well-being. Keep in mind that you hold the power to create positive change in your life and the lives of those around you. Thank you for joining me on Lightness, and until we meet again, May your journey be filled with love, light, and boundless growth. I love you. See you next time.